0: And welcome to The Boot! That's right,
1: it's The Boot! We are casting classic Movie Reboots so Hollywood doesn't have to!
0: This week, we are talking about Never Been Kissed, starring Drew Barrymore, David Arquette, Michael Vartan, Molly Shannon, and John C. Riley. This is a movie, about a woman going back to high school, doing it all over again for an assignment, and a teacher who does not realize that age is very important in <laughs> who you fall in love with.
1: I honestly don't know how to fight this argument other than to say, I really love this movie, and she's not Josie Grossy anymore. Don't you know how
0: much I just wanted to be you in high school? Just for one day to know what it was like to be popular. It's not that hard, Josie. All you need is the right person. One person to think you're cool and you're in. Everyone else will be too scared to question it. Is that true? Yeah, it's a little known fact. So let's hear it. Come on. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. I'm not Josie Grossy anymore. That's it. Now scream it.
1: I'm not Josie Grossy anymore.
0: Ken, is that true? You only it only takes <laughs> one person to think you're cool?
1: Yeah, it's like Lady Gaga says there can be a hundred people in a room and ninety nine of them don't believe in you. But if one person is Bradley Cooper, you're isn't that how it goes? I think so. Okay.
0: Oh, is Bradley Cooper in this movie? <laughs>
1: Yeah, like she said it in interviews literally a hundred times. She said, There could be a hundred people in a room and ninety-nine don't believe in you. But if one does, you're in. It's her like catchphrase for Oscar season.
0: Mm. Well, good for her and good for you guys if you've graduated high school and moved on past your gross stage. This is sort of a little like a tail end Valentine's, I guess, a little a, another yeah, rom-com. Little rom-com.
1: Just like Phantom of the Opera is a rom-com. Yeah.
0: So before Kenna and I take these five characters and recast this movie as if it was to be remade today, we're going to talk about what else, guys. We're going to talk about some reboot news.
1: Your favorite part?
0: My favorite part. The uh, the news is my favorite part.
1: Oh, really? It's
0: always 2 weeks late. <laughs>
1: Sometimes you don't even read the article before.
0: (laughs) It's always old news. (laughs) Um, This is fresh news. This is fresh for For us. For now. The Batman to fly in summer 2021. Ben Affleck passes the torch to next generation of Bruce Wayne. So speculation has ended. Ben Affleck is out as the Dark Knight. Thank God. Play sad trumpets. (laughs) Do we care? Do we care? Probably less on your side of the table.
1: Here's the thing. I really love Batman.
0: The character, the man, the myth, the <laughs> legend.
1: That's a good question. I think. Well, I mean, as someone who would argue that like The Dark Knight isn't just like the best superhero movie I've ever seen. It's just also one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. Like I, I just so appreciated the character that Christopher Nolan helped create yeah and i mean i grew up with uh the sort of like campier weirder batman movies because there really weren't any other kind of superhero movies that were happening in the 90s um i mean i i would say of all the superheroes i feel an affinity towards batman more than any of the others and i would like to see him succeed yeah and why are we making why why do we need so many people to have played this character? Like, why don't we just give it a rest for a bit?
0: Well, because Batman makes money. People are going to see this fucking movie. Matt Reeves, his Planet of the Apes. Did he do all three or just the don't last know two? I he did
1: all three. But, but those the last
0: two are really good. Incredible films. Yeah. So I think whoever decides to play this Batman, I think it's a win-win. Because I think it's far enough removed from the Christian Bale version that everyone really loves. And I think it will be handled in a much better way than the Zack Snyder, Josh Whedon, weird hybrid version that we got. Breathe it in. That's fear. You're not brave. uh, Men are brave. And so I think this actor can only go up.
1: This is our job. Who plays young Batman? Who is someone who can re-energize the... The character and the series, who who do they bring in to do it? Who is it? Cole is Sprouse. For, no. Oh,
0: I <laughs> young Batman, I have no idea. But uh, what's funny is that one of my favorite comic book writers today was tweeting about this and he mentioned Aiden Turner, who I have always in my head been like he would have made an excellent Batman. But I think he's like 30 – I think he's like 35 or 36. Hmm. Not exactly the young, fresh face that I think Warner Brothers is looking for. So I don't really know.
1: Sort of picking someone – uh, not necessarily out of obscurity, but definitely out, slightly more out of the limelight. I think would be interesting. I agree. Um, okay, let's talk about something equally as confusing and maybe exciting: the dark universe. Yeah, the dark universe. That's what it's called. I know what you're thinking, Kenna. Didn't they try to start the dark universe with Tom Cruise's The Mummy in 2017? The answer is yes, they did. And nobody liked or went to see that movie. And so they canceled the Dark Universe. But here's the thing. They had Johnny Depp on deck to play the Invisible Man. And they decided to just put a stop to everything and not try to lift off with the Dark Universe from The Mummy. And so now what they're doing is they're creating the Invisible Man to be directed by Lee wan produced by Blumhouse, and essentially saying, if something comes of this, great. If nothing comes from this, fine. It will exist as a movie on its own, but they're going to give it another go. But I think the most promising thing that's happening right now is that they've handed this over to Blumhouse, which makes a lot of sense because Blumhouse uh, works with Universal and they have these monster properties. Why wouldn't they give them to the horror arm that is successfully creating movies and making money? I don't know. I don't know why when they're like we can get Tom Cruise to fight a mommy and Russell Crowe <laughs> oh that
0: I forgot about
1: guys Russell Crowe is supposed Dr.
0: Jekyll like bloated Russell Crowe <sighs> oh my
1: gosh and the whole thing because I, I finally watched this movie and I was like that's the twist the twist is that there's some secret organization run by Dr. Jekyll it's not an exact science this business and the business being evil Mr. Mott Recognize, contain,
0: examine, destroy. We talk about this. Like if you're ever going to make a franchise, if you're going to make an expanded universe, don't start with the whole universe. Marvel even admits this. They're like, we didn't know if Iron Man was going to work. It was all basically like whether or not people wanted to see Robert Downey Jr. put on an iron suit and fly around in the sky. Which was debatable. Which at the time was really kind of like Robert Downey Jr. had like kind of just gotten out of prison maybe like a couple years before. We didn't
1: know if we could trust him.
0: Here's the thing. I think they are going to seed a dark universe in here. They're going to fucking ham fist something in there that's like, oh, Maybe Dracula does exist in this fucking universe. Maybe Frankenstein exists in this universe.
1: If they've learned their lesson, this is what's going to happen. Because it's a bad idea. You're right. It's a bad idea to bank a whole series off of one movie. But also they started with a huge property. Because honestly, up until they did like Dracula Untold, The Mummy, the Brendan Fraser series, was the only universal monster that they had rebooted in like 50 years. And it was very successful for them
0: this movie the standalone the solo dolo um one I think could say one could say I, th- I hope it's good you know like i just thought upgrade was so interesting and mm-hmm. really fun to watch that a reboot of the invisible man hopefully would avoid the pitfalls of hollow man with kevin bacon and, and maybe we would watch something that's a little less creepy voyeuristic but maybe i don't know i don't know
1: i'm excited i think they've picked the right person i think Someone who can who can aptly give the movie a sense of humor and make it fun and not like what are we watching? Yeah, I don't know. And I'm glad that they're getting rid of Johnny Depp.
0: I know you are. Aren't you, you glad? You are. I don't care.
1: Whose side are you on? <laughs> are you on Johnny Depp's side? Because that's the wrong. I'm on side. the right side
0: of history. That's. I just don't <laughs> care. I don't care about Johnny Depp. Like, go away. Okay, let's get into uh let's get into it. Let's let's talk about the Drew Barrymore movie. Yeah?
1: Yes, please.
0: Okay. Guys, this is a reboot of Never Been Kissed. I said that weird. <laughs> you know what's scary is that when you get older it's just it just gets more confusing. I mean, you know Laura, my girlfriend you met at the club. We've been going out for five years and now she wants me to move to New York. And you know, I mean I should I should do it. You know, make the commitment and grow up. I know we have our differences.
1: You know what? I shouldn't be talking about this stuff with you. I'm sorry.
0: It's nice to have someone to talk to. Yeah, same here. Well, all I can tell you is that when you're my age, guys will be lined up around the block for you. You have to say that because you're my teacher.
1: Actually, I shouldn't say that because I'm your
0: teacher. Do you think this is the moment where he's like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in love with a 17-year-old? Maybe. I think it is. (laughs) I think it absolutely is.
1: He does an okay job, though, of being like, eh, you know what? This is kind of appropriate. (laughs) Inappropriate. That's fine.
0: Oh, Never Been Kissed. It's a 1999 rom-com directed by Raja Raha.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna say Raja Gosnell, director of such movies as Big Mama's House and Scooby Doo.
1: Yeah,
0: it stars Drew Barrymore as Josie Geller, David Arquette as Rob Geller, Michael Vartan as Sam Coolson, Mr. Coolson.
1: because he's the cool teacher.
0: Molly Shannon as Anita and John C. Riley as Gus. John C. Riley's in this movie. I, that was this a surprise. This movie
1: has a great cast. Octavia Spencer is in this Octavia movie. Octavia
0: Spencer is in this movie. Yeah. I had never seen this movie by the way.
1: Jessica Alba is in this movie. James Franco is in this James movie. James Franco
0: just is like walking through and I'm like why isn't James Franco the lead cuz the lead uh hot boy the guy. boy the guy uh is freaky looking
1: this movie And
0: just this ugh.
1: movie though is such a beautiful time capsule of 1999 I look at guy and I'm like yeah this guy's like a hot guy for like this weird weird period of time where we were like pretty boys or it like it all makes sense We all remember 1999. We were all terrified that computers were going to kill us when the clock struck midnight, December 31st. It was a terrifying time. And all we wanted to do was wear neon crop tops.
0: Guy was that pre-emo, scenester kid, post-clueless sort of swingers, uh, zoot suit ska yeah. phase that they really didn't know what to do with them they were like oh yeah wear skinny skinny we're gonna you're gonna wear skinny jeans but they're gonna be crushed velvet
1: <laughs> oh boy
0: and you're gonna open you're gonna wear an open blouse like a weird blouse. weird east village vampire from new york he was just really creepy anyways <laughs> i had never seen this movie it it, it, it was it was it was very Here's difficult my- to be quite honest okay It's very difficult to watch Mr. Coulson, the teacher, fall in love with a woman he thought was his student. And then at the end, when she reveals that she's not a prepubescent teenager, or a a teenager, he just bounces. He's just like, whoa, I gotta get out of here. And I, I... I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking this in the wrong way. Maybe they do handle this as like, yeah, we understand that teachers dating students is wildly inappropriate. But I don't know. I guess I just.
1: Here's my question for you about this movie. Did you think it was funny?
0: I thought it was funny until the reggae scene. And then I was like, oh, 90s reggae. (laughs) Kill me.
1: Because I as I was rewatching this movie, I was like, right. There are so it is literally a joke a minute. And it's very, sometimes it's so subtle and fascinating. It's a really funny movie. It can be a little off-putting because you're like, "Eh, this guy is an adult. (laughs) There are lots of adults in situations in which they maybe have feelings for kids, people not of the legal age. Um, We'll start with Josie Geller, or as Gary Marshall says, Jose. (laughs) Um... I think Drew Barrymore's characterization is really fantastic yeah. because we start the movie feeling so sorry for her. She's dumpy, she's frumpy, she's a nerd. She never got out of that really uncool phase of her life. Hi, I'm Guy. Yes, you, you are a guy. Quite a guy. <laughs> oh my. That rhymes. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> Bikes. <laughs>
0: Are you in special ed? She has the worst lunch selection I've ever seen anyone. She's eating (laughs) carrots and cucumbers. That's a 90s (laughs) diet for you right there.
1: You mean no food? Yeah. Um, I think Drew Barrymore does a really great job of getting us on Josie's side to the point where when she starts to sort of take herself – take care of herself a little more and we see her sort of transforming into the cool girl, quote unquote – you believe it. You believe that this woman is just developing the confidence that goes along with what she actually wants to wish she could have been in high school. And you end up on this person who is cute and funny and interesting. And her piece is so endearing. I think Drew Barrymore does a great job, especially the way she runs. Uh, really makes me happy. Um, okay. So I think I picked what might be a controversial choice. But I picked a woman who we have all enjoyed watching on television this year. And I think the thing I like about her a lot is that she played many different types of characters. And we believed every single one of them. I think she can be dramatic when she needs to be. She can also be very funny when she needs to be. And I don't know. It's kind of a weird choice. But I picked Jodie Comer, who played Villanelle in Killing Eve. I
0: didn't see it. Okay, well. I saw clips of it.
1: Sure, 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 sure. I'm sure you did. She's very,
0: she's very talented. <laughs> How um, controversial this pick is.
1: I think maybe it's controversial because she is sort of entering this, uh, it's very early in her career and she's entering as a prestige actor. Yeah. But if you have seen Killing Eve, she plays a sociopath with just a really healthy sense of humor and she's just extremely funny and fun to watch. Yeah. So I think I would like to see her in a straight up comedy, especially because one of my favorite things about this movie is that it hits the highs really well and it also hits the lows really well. Like there are hilarious parts of this movie and also parts that are truly devastating. I'm talking about when she gets hit in the face with an egg (laughs) by her fake prom date.
0: Hey, write a poem about this, geek! (laughs) That was really sad.
1: It's very do sad. Do people
0: do that? Because I was just watching Sex Education on Netflix. How is that? I loved it. I thought it was great. Interesting. There's a moment where it's like some mean girl pretends mm-hmm. that some cool guy is, is really small. But it's like that whole idea. It's like, oh, someone tricks the lovelorn loser into believing that their crush actually wants to go on a date with them. This was also like, yeah, he threw an egg at her. Like, are people really that fucking vicious?
1: Well, Yes. I don't know kids.
0: I'm not with the youth.
1: I will say yes. I think people really are that vicious. Kids today probably don't do that because they have the internet to get back at each other. Yeah. Um. But I mean, obviously, it's a little overblown because like it's one of those things where she's not just a nerd. She is a nerd, like truly upsettingly overly characterized. And so they take it sort of to the next level being like, not only are you going to be embarrassed, you're literally going to have egg on your face. Um. But it does the right thing for us emotionally because I I always get emotional during that part because it's not just about the actual action, but just like her crying and trying to hide from her mom. Like you really get the feeling that there's so much riding on her being back at high school because she had the type of experiences that you put out of your brain. So you're not sad for the rest of your life.
0: Yeah, I think this movie um – So what I think this movie does really well is that Mm -hmm. if this was to be remade today, I think it would really do a great job of showing how much high school doesn't fucking matter. And I think this movie could be a great vehicle to sort of relay that it's like none of this really is important. Like who you hate, who you hang out with, who you think you are. Yeah. Like.
1: Your grades. None of it matters.
0: Showing up it only matters for college acceptances. Like just get into college. Like, As long as you get into college, I guess is like
1: nobody's going to look at your grades from high school. No. And you're even right, if you though. don't go to
0: college, like even if you go to a technical school, a culinary school, like mm-hmm. you're going to meet people that are just going to change. You, you're going to change. Everyone's going to change. And you're never even going to see most of these people again, yeah. ever. And I think this is like a great way to give that message to to kids. Jody Comer, mm-hmm. I think it is an interesting choice because I definitely would not have thought that you would have picked her for this.
1: I had some other strong options, but I really wanted to pick someone who had a certain kind of appeal. But I think this could be a lot of fun. I think I would really enjoy seeing her in a rom com because it would, it's slightly, I don't know, slightly more accessible than Killing Eve. But, um, I, re- I really don't know what drew me to her. But when I thought about her, I was like, yeah, why not? Why not put this part in the hands of someone who can really sink their teeth into it?
0: I like this pick. You know what? I'm going to go with you. OK. Thank you. I picked an actress who uh, was much older than Drew Barrymore was. When I didn't realize Drew Barrymore was only 24 when she made this movie. Yeah. That's how long Drew Barrymore has been acting, which is kind of crazy. But this actress I picked... I think will eternally just look like she's 22 no matter what. So, um I picked Zoe Kazan.
1: Ah, uh, yeah yeah yeah.
0: Uh who was in that rom-com What If, right? Yep. And big
1: What If fan. I love that
0: movie. And it's really recently good. The Ballad of Buster Scruggs and her story was kind of maybe my favorite one. I
1: cried at the <laughs> end of that. It was too damn high. <laughs> I know.
0: But I thought okay, so here's the thing about Josie. Like she's a romantic. Well, this is more of a makeup thing. Like Drew Barrymore looks terrible in the beginning of this movie. Yeah. And I know that it's like, well, she's supposed to look bad in the beginning so by the end she looks beautiful and gorgeous but it's almost gorgeous, like it,
1: them playing like, oh, she's just like not wearing makeup wasn't enough.
0: They really they were caked like, on the like we're going to make
1: you ghostly.
0: Yeah. I don't know if I like if I was to remake this if I was the director of this. I think I would just make her I I don't know. I the way that I sort of saw it was like Josie could just be someone who wasn't happy with how things turned out or wasn't happy like i don't think she had to look horrible
1: yeah you can look plain without looking bad yeah Yeah. and
0: then when she goes back to school she's just out of touch you know yeah and then you find that like happy medium but i love zoe kazan i think she's so sweet yet still has this kind of like reserve of strength that Mm -hmm. josie kind of needs to get through this horror of going back let me tell you something (laughs) I don't care about being your stupid prom queen. I'm 25 years old. I'm an undercover reporter for the Chicago Sun-Times, and I have been beating my brains out trying to impress you people. Do you ever think about going back to high school? I always think like if I had my brain right now in the body of who I was then, I would just breeze right through high school. Yeah. Honestly, but I I've, think it could also still be just a fucking nightmare of yeah. people just wrapped up in their own.
1: Part of me wonders if I would have had like any friends if, or if I just would have been like, you know what, guys, let's just get to graduation.
0: graduate. <laughs> let's just count the days. I probably would have had like way more jobs. i had been like, I need to make some money, yeah. son.
1: I think i would have definitely been a little more reckless because i was a i was a rule follower for sure yeah and it none of it just didn't matter
0: i think <laughs> i would have had more extracurriculars i think yeah i think i would have been like hey i, I think i'm gonna go play basketball or yeah. take an acting class i subscribe to the thought of like don't do anything because <laughs> only nerds do stuff whoa just be that's by who you were in high school i, w- I was way into nerds
1: art participate
0: i was way into art all my friends were like art kids we just hung out and like Art classes. Mm, you ate paint. We ate paint. And then we learned how to drink and then everything changed. Okay. Rob Geller.
1: Rob. Mr. Rob. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for that.
0: Why did they call him Mr. Rob?
1: Um,
0: Did he not give a last name? He didn't. He was just like, my name's Rob. That's I'm a why child. she's
1: like, Mr. Rob. Mr. Rob. Mm-hmm. Like when they go
0: to the house party and Guy takes Josie up to her own bedroom. Yeah. And Guy's like... <laughs> rob's little sister and she's like oh shit like did no one put together that i don't know
1: well they weren't supposed to because remember rob's there to just make her look cool
0: i know but it, it and just... so
1: he's saying things like so did yeah, they hide every
0: which by the way such a barf moment like could you imagine your brother being having to like pretend to be a former boyfriend to See, make you look cool i like, wrote that's this like i wrote this down because i was like
1: i don't think that mr Coulson freaks me out as much as the moments where rob's like josie yeah Ugh.
0: there's like a look in his eyes yeah. where he, where david arquette kind of plays it like she's great man i miss her Yeah, Yo, do you guys know that girl josie Keller. yeah i yeah, know i mean loser. nah man <laughs> she's cool <laughs> I used to go out with her, man. Really? She dumped me. Oh, yeah, we're man. still good friends. Really? Hey, wait. Like, like how good? Like, like good friends. Like, can I man? She is amazing. How did I go about this? I wanted someone who was young, who felt young at heart, who felt like he wanted a second chance. Who? And here's the but most. But
1: actually forty-seven years old. No,
0: but here, here's the most important thing: someone who, like the clip, the previous clip says, all it takes is for one person to think you're cool. Yeah. And so this person also had to kind of be cool to a group of younger students. So the age of my actors don't make sense, but I think they could pull it off.
1: Well, here's the thing. Rob is technically her younger brother.
0: He is? Yeah. Then this works.
1: Well, at the end, she says she's 25 years old and he's like 23. Like they say their ages at two different points. So he's technically her younger brother. Great. So you can pick a younger guy.
0: I picked Pete Davidson.
1: Okay. Okay. I don't love Pete Davidson. Mm. for this
0: or just in general in general i mean his heart's broken right now can you just cut him some slack
1: Mm, not really did you see Um, that ariana
0: grande tattoo thing
1: i did what does it say like
0: japanese it's charcoal girl
1: small charcoal girl (laughs) it's so
0: good i actually think that's a better tattoo than seven i would
1: own that up i'd be like what if this is what i wanted Um, i'd be like oh it's in a weird place
0: yeah it's on her like middle finger
1: it's weird um I, I feel for him. He's going through a lot. What did you
0: think of him and Set It Up? Because when he shows um, up as the roommate, I was kind of like, this is actually sort of a role that I would love Pete Davidson to be in. Just someone who, like, comes in.
1: Yeah. I don't mind him as much because I think is a, a, a singular presence, one where we see him in passing. Fine. If he's throwing one-liners out, great. I honestly don't know how I would feel, though, about him being a presence in the movie. Well,
0: you know what? I think he's going to be in a lot of movies that you're going to see. I think he's here to stay. So
1: you're just saying I should get used to it?
0: No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> to... What I'm saying is keep an open mind and maybe he'll change. Maybe he'll change in front of you. I mean, he mm-hmm. is only 25.
1: Um. Okay, so I went in a different direction with my Rob... But I feel really good about this decision just because I wanted to take this into maybe a different kind of cool. This character wouldn't necessarily be the baseball playing, womanizing young man that David Arquette plays. Hi. Hey. I'm Tracy. I'm 16. I'm a gymnast. I don't have a boyfriend. Cool. (laughs) But I think would play a woke person.
0: We sound so old
1: <laughs> um I'm a millennial. I can say these things sometimes, anyway. I picked John early because I love the idea of josie's brother being just having just a completely different energy and being just as cool but in a different way and sort like I can just absolutely see his presence like overshadowing her in so many ways and pushing her but also kind of being like the guy who works at the Tiki post and like yeah he had a lot of promise he was pretty cool in high school but like he's going nowhere um and so I would I would genuinely love to see John Early play her very popular cool funny gay brother especially because I just love the idea of him like showing up at high school. And instead of that moment, because you do have that moment where she shows a picture of the popular girls to Rob and he's like, damn, these are high school girls. And um, I, I love the idea of like her brother showing up and seeing like Mr. Coulson and being like, that's your teacher like <laughs> switching up the game a little bit yeah i think would be uh, a lot of fun i
0: can't believe you got to john early before i did
1: yeah i've been holding on to him real tight
0: i love john early
1: he's so good
0: he's so funny he's just so funny
1: also just like google him he has tons of hilarious because he did a segment uh, the what was that netflix thing called the characters mm-hmm. him and kate berlant do all of these incredible little just like Sketches of their own characters. Is that his stand up partner? Endlessly funny. Yes.
0: They did a bit on, I think it was Conan, that was so funny. Or maybe it was maybe Jimmy it was Fallon,
1: Fallon. I think so. Where
0: they just couldn't get into their set. Yes.
1: Oh, it was so good. It was really good.
0: <laughs> I love this pick. And I like that, I, that idea that Rob isn't this kind of, you know, I, I just wanted to follow my dream. And then he starts dating a 16 year old girl yeah. and like can't kiss her or touch her. But he's like living vicariously. But he's like, She's kind a of.
1: gymnast.
0: Yeah, it's like – it's kind of weird. And I also didn't love how he ends up being the baseball coach. Oh, I kind of like that. It just felt a little convenient. It's a a
1: real-life actualization of his dream. Right. And not just like he's going to be a pro baseball player directly out of high school. Does that happen? Yeah. Uh, It's very
0: few. But what I love about your take is this idea that it's like here comes this guy who was supposed to shoot to the moon and then fell into this copying – kiosk basically mm-hmm. and then he comes back and it's like everything's great again if i get on the southland baseball team the right scout sees me i'm in the minors but you're 23 years old yeah with the reading comprehension of a 15 year old and plus i'm popular let's move on to mr sam coolson the teacher mr. who cool. falls in love with his student. Um,
1: he's attracted to her.
0: No, he falls in love with her because she remembers everything he says. She's read every book that he's trying to teach. She's the most erudite person he's ever met.
1: Because she's an adult.
0: She's an adult. She's a writer, yeah. And
1: so here's here's what I think, though, about this that makes me feel slightly less icky about it is I think he is the kind of person who is astute enough. He recognizes that there's something wrong with the fact yeah. that he's attracted to her but he also, I think, intuitively understands that she is not a teenager.
0: Now, does anyone know what that means?
1: Oh, yeah, uh, that's what they do to milk.
0: <laughs> no, sir, that's, uh, that's, that's pasteurized, uh, but it's close. Anyone else? Pastoral means set in the country, originally seen in the eclogues of Virgil. It's from the Latin, peceri, to graze. Are you sure you're 17? <laughs> okay, I'm just going to tell you who I picked, and okay. I, uh, hmm, I don't know why, why how who what when I picked this person some people some people being people on this podcast have told me he's a handsome person (laughs) Uh, I don't really see it I find him creepy what much as I find Mr. Coulson creepy but I kind of saw a little bit in him of like the teacher who just wants to do good and then kind of (laughs) falls for this this leading lady I picked Bill Skarsgård
1: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) That didn't come out right. <laughs> Wait, how old is he?
0: 31. He was the same age as Michael Vartan.
1: Oh, gosh. Michael Vartan. Um.
0: Okay. Here's why I really picked him. I think it's because I've never seen him play a genuinely good person. And if we're going to – because really like – so in Castle Rock he plays – I forget his character's name in Castle Rock. It's been a while. But, but he,
1: the – without ruining Castle Rock. But when you see him as a normal person right. –
0: He's 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 normal, he's normal and yeah. he's good and he's like trying to be very altruistic like he's yeah. trying to solve Alzheimer's and cats and people and and so I kind of wanted him to play this part. I wanted him to not be the creepy eyes hunched over lurking weirdo. I wanted him to be like the English teacher who you walk in and you're like, "Hey, this guy's my friend. This guy is like funny and uh-huh. I guess to some, not me, sorry." He- <laughs> He looks weird. But to to, to, to be be honest, this isn't about you that you I I know this entire (laughs) podcast, not just this episode, but the whole series (laughs) is not about me. But you know what I mean? Like you that you could you could see why he falls in love with Josie and you can see why Josie falls in love with Sam. And I don't think he's played that heartwarming guy yet. So I was like, okay, creepy Bill Skarsgård. Prove me wrong. Charm me. It would be interesting
1: to see him in a romantic comedy, I don't know if I can fully understand that It's yet. a challenge it's my a challenge. brain is a little broken I know,
0: but I, <laughs> but that's why I want that's why I wanted it. This okay. movie was a challenge for me so I was like all right i'm gonna I'm gonna challenge challenge it back.
1: But I mean I can't deny that if he had been my English teacher oh, God. I wouldn't have been like <laughs> I'm not gonna say that um,
0: moving on. <laughs>
1: But there was like at least one teacher in everybody's high school, right? Yes. Um, Okay. So I picked someone who I think is going to become, uh, for my Mr. Coulson, I picked someone who I think is going to become a rom-com mainstay, and I really hope he does, because I think he's great um, and very attractive. I picked Henry Golding.
0: Yeah. Crazy rich Asians. He's too sexy. He's too sexy to be a fucking teacher. (laughs)
1: No, but he's also accessible, I think. Like he, I can see him being just like the kind teacher who like reaches out to Josie because he's yeah. like, eh, she's kind of a
0: nerd. Oh, I almost forgot. I got you a meeting with the admissions guy from Dartmouth. Dartmouth? But um I wasn't gonna go to college. Uh, no, no. I, I pulled some strings and uh I got him to look at your writing and well he agreed to meet with you. Henry Golding for people don't know, crazy rich Asians.
1: A simple a favor. Simple favor. And I think he's booked to at least do like two more romantic comedies in the next couple of years.
0: This is this is his life. Or no, no, the other
1: movie I'm thinking of is Tough Guys.
0: He's in Tough Guys. Yeah, he is. That's great. <laughs> yeah, I'm just happy an okay. Asian tough guy is going to be there. I I just think he's too sexy. But um, <laughs> okay, I don't see a pro I feel like
1: what you're saying isn't a problem. Like you're presenting it like it's a problem. I'm presenting it like problem.
0: I'm the principal of the school, and this guy comes in for an like, interview. No. <laughs> and I'm like no, no. way. You get your fucking J. Crew modeling ass <laughs> out of here. You are a walking like, lawsuit. But I have a
1: doctorate? You in- are a walking
0: lawsuit. Okay. Uh, but performance wise, yeah, I can see that, that he's just trying to do good. He has
1: kindness in his, his kindness eyes. He has kindness in his eyes. <laughs> All right. Um, cool. So we agreed.
0: <laughs> Anita? Anita. Played by Molly Shannon. Love Molly Shannon. Love Molly Shannon.
1: Love this weird character who is a walking HR disaster, and yet everybody's just like, huh, Anita. Um Yeah. Uh,
0: did you pick did you pick someone? Yeah. <laughs> it looked like you were like, Anita. Oh. <laughs> um, Let's talk about
1: the sex education talk that she gives the students
0: because I forgot she about that.
1: happens to be there at the same time that a woman is supposed to come and give them some sort of talk which essentially just turns into them putting condoms on bananas
0: because when you lose it to some guy named junior with bad breath in the back of a van at a guns and roses concert you're gonna wish you listened to your mother when she said you know nobody's gonna want to buy the whole friggin ice cream truck when you're handing out the popsicles for free <laughs> <laughs> Any questions? Classic high school sex ed. Classic high school. Um, Who'd you pick?
1: Um, I went with a comedian that I know and love and honestly, I think just slips right into this character so comfortably. I picked Nicole Byer, who hosts the hilarious baking show Nailed Nailed It it. on Netflix and also is just a super funny comedian. (laughs) Her podcast, Why Won't You Date Me, is wonderful, delightful charming. Um she awkwardly invites people she's hooked up with on her podcast to <laughs> ask them about it.
0: She was in Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I forgot about that movie.
1: Um but yeah, I just think she's super funny and I think as someone who um I would just keep this character exactly the same because as <laughs> just someone like the who's sex hungry, as, as someone who's very comfortable friend. with her sexuality, I think it would be just kind of funny for her to be like it's her bag. Like, yeah. It, and she makes it really enjoyable.
0: What I loved about Anita is for the 90s, it was very – it's very nice to see a sex-positive character in a movie. Mm-hmm. But I actually thought the romance between Anita and Gus was a little more interesting to me. But we'll <laughs> get into that with Gus. Yeah. Um, I think this is a great choice. She is – she's like comedy napalm and sometimes she – can, she can really just – like you talked about the sex scene. Sex scene. The sex ed scene. <laughs> and Molly Shannon plays it as like she's kind of nervous to do this. I feel like Nicole Bayer would never be nervous in any situation. So it's, I like the different kind of energy, mm-hmm. different kind of energy and style that, that she would bring. So good job. I
1: think it'd be great. Who'd you pick?
0: I picked, uh, I don't know if I'm saying her name right. Kether Donahue from You're the Worst. You ever watch that show? Is
1: she the, the,
0: the main? She's not the main? main. She is sort of the. Uh, how do I how do I describe this? Like cause I watch the show in pieces when my girlfriend watches it. She plays a character that's a little self-absorbed, which I kinda like. Mm-hmm. Because I think Anita in the beginning Anita and Gus in the beginning when Josie is assigned the task, I think it was like a really important scene when you see Anita and Gus try and be like, hey, like they trying to baby her. Like, hey, you shouldn't you shouldn't do this. This is a little too much for you. Mm-hmm. And Josie has to stand up to them and say, like, hey, no, yeah. this is what I want. This is who I am. And then for them to kind of, well, uh, at least for Anita to to play that more supporting coworker friend, Mm -hmm. um, I thought that that was more important. It's like Anita, because you could see every morning Anita comes into Josie's office. She's like, I banged this guy. It was fine, whatever. And then. By the end, she's like, Josie, you should go and do what you want. Like, you yeah. right.
1: There's like a sweetness at the center of it. Like, the I love the moment where she's in Gus's office and she's like, if you need any help, I'm here.
0: Anita. What? Leave me alone. I've got enough work here to last me all night.
1: Listen, I don't have anything to do tonight. So if you would like some help, I would love to help you.
0: No Roger from op Nope.
1: Because it doesn't come off as this sort of like, now she's found her new guy. Like it, it genuinely comes off as like, I wanna help you. And you realize that people are complicated and they can be many things. And she in this moment just wants to make a genuine connection yeah. with him. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And I think I don't I don't know uh this woman very well, but I trust that you have made a good decision. Thank you. Don't let me down.
0: I won't. Gus. Played by John C. Riley, Like I was saying, I, th- I I really was just like I, – I kind of could watch an entire movie about Anita and Gus. <laughs> like if this movie had done so well – If it was so more about well, a
1: workplace romance.
0: If this movie had done so well mm-hmm. that the sequel would have been about Anita and Gus trying to figure it out, I would be on board. But it was hard to pick like an actor who was this sort of like work-worn, weary Chicago newspaper guy. Um, which who I don't think loses exists.
1: his job, yeah, because of Josie.
0: Which is weird because like Gary Marshall's character was just like, you, you're writing it, and if you don't do a good job, this guy's fired. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just firing everyone willy nilly. Uh, so this image of I was thinking about the image of like the news the chicago newspaper guy who's just like worried about his article i don't think that guy exists anymore as much as Mm -hmm. the blogger new media online magazine guy is worried that his job is on the line if they don't get the clicks so once i that kind of Entered my brain. I sort of shifted away from the schlubby comedian mm-hmm. guys and moved to someone who I think is could could fit this more modern version of this. I picked Hassan Minaj. okay, who is yeah. way more clean cut, but mm-hmm. I could definitely see like m- I was just sort of imagining the office space that Josie, Anita, and Gus live in. It's probably yeah. like a Condé Nast kind of magazine conglomerate in. Probably New York because that's where Connie Nast is located. Mm-hmm. But,
1: well, Chicago in this case.
0: Chicago in this case, but in real life, Connie Nast is in, right. Anyways, ba 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 ba. So that's who I kind of picked, like someone who maybe appears to have his shit together a little bit more, but is still feeling the pressure of possibly being fired if Josie doesn't get this right and could step in and lay down the law of, like, you have to hang out with these cool people now or we're fucked. This is where the stories are. You will become friends with these people. You will party with them. You'll rave with them. You're going to get jiggy with them. When they go to the prom, you'll be in the same damn limo. Do you even know these kids?
1: They hid my car.
0: So that's who I picked.
1: Okay. I appreciate the the new take on things. Because really this whole thing of like the 90s and us will like... The 70s, 80s and 90s of people being obsessed with the newsroom and like all of them look the same and everybody's walking around and talking to each other and mean to each other. Yeah. That's like not a thing. I think that we love to see. (laughs) So, yeah, I I appreciate a fresh perspective. I did sort of stick with the I don't want to say schlubby because I don't think he's schlubby. But he has played the sort of schlubby comedic part. And mostly I just think it—I just think the chemistry between him and Nicole Byer would be really fun and interesting. I picked Ike Barinholtz oh, yeah. who is one of the funniest humans in the world.
0: He was um, a shoo-in for this for me but I picked him like twice. Like what's the rule of us picking more than once? I feel like I people mean, don't want to hear that shit. You
1: can do anything you want but don't do that.
0: <laughs> but yeah, he, he's the kind of guy – he's exactly who I wanted. But I was yeah. like, ah, picked him already. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's so good.
1: I really yeah. wish he would. And I think, uh, I mean, I guess he's sort of doing it, but he needs to like tear out on his own. He needs his own movie.
0: Well, he made The Oath, but I don't know if anyone watched that.
1: That was a passion project. I don't think it was. He's going to be in the Twilight Zone. I keep forgetting about that.
0: Oh, that's good. Okay, Thank that's you. it. We did it. We did it. That's never been kissed, guys. Have you have you been kissed now? <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. That's our cast for Never Been Kissed, guys. You know, some controversial picks <laughs> from from me and Kenna. But, you know, the only one that matters is Barry Pepper. So where does Barry Pepper go? Where did you put Mr. Bernard Pepper?
1: I made him the baseball coach.
0: Oh, OK.
1: Which I don't know if it makes sense with my casting, but I was like for him to just appear at some point.
0: Yeah. I gave him a part, which he rarely plays. But okay. I again, I want to see Barry Pepper do different things. I made him Gary Marshall's <laughs> character, Rigfort.
1: Very comedy heavy. Very
0: comedy heavy. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I don't know how, what he would do. But um, that's where I put him. Uh, what else do we want to talk about here?
1: Mr. Coulson laughs really hard at her <laughs> met joke. Where his girlfriend is like, my company has has season tickets to the Met. And she's like, Well, I love baseball. He laughs really hard.
0: Because he wants to fuck this teenager. <laughs> which is
1: which is how you know that somebody likes you.
0: Um did they dye Drew Barrymore's eyebrows to be like platinum blonde? Because they maybe. make her ghostly white.
1: Maybe they do what drag queens do and they and they put um like purple Elmer's glue on. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um We haven't even talked about Lily Sobieski. Not oh, once true. We have we, we ever mentioned Lily Sobieski. Sobieski. You're not seriously trying to hang out at the court, are you,
1: Oh, cheap wine coolers and a fire in a trash can. Where do I sign up?
0: She seems like a J-Law prototype. Too like her, early.
1: Her as an actor?
0: Yeah. And just, physically, also kind of. That just didn't kinda. work out? Physically, she, she kind of looked like someone who could have filled that role. Mm-hmm. She just came she came around too early. Yeah, like so the world was like,
1: wasn't ready for like quirky,
0: leggy blonde,
1: funny but serious actress. Yeah. Way overexposed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so that was my thought. Like
1: interesting.
0: I also thought that the nerds in this movie were kind of assholes too.
1: Well, the fact that, like, the first time she, like, misses a hangout with them, she's like, well, you can just forget about sitting with us, too. I was like, yeah. okay, these people are 17. Like, <laughs> why? Why not just be like, hey, that's okay.
0: What happened to Lily Sobieski? She was supposed to be a big, big deal.
1: Did, didn't she do some sort of big prestige movies?
0: Deep Impact. Okay. Eyes Wide Shut. Wow. Maybe she just made a killing and then was just like, bye. She just doesn't have,
1: like, starring roles. It's a little weird that she hasn't really ever done
0: anything. That's why it's like, where were... I'm trying to think of the Jennifer Lawrence movies that she would have probably done.
1: Like, would she have done these sort of, like, indie...
0: Like Red Sparrow or uh, Hunger Games or... If, um Honestly... Passengers.
1: if If, like, something like... YA novels were popular at the time totally she would have been in one of those
0: i think that's it i think you hit on the head like she was too early for the YA yeah. genre and that was it there was nowhere to put her
1: sorry um i have a really serious last question for you okay which is the better slang term rufus or crunching
0: crunching it's funner to say phonetically it has different phenoms that you just elicit like what was the first I don't even remember the first one
1: Rufus Rufus
0: pff, Rufus so Rufus Maya. it's like it's like fetch what's it what's the one on Mean Girls Fletch fetch. fetch.
1: Fletch is a movie Fletch is a movie
0: <laughs> crunching
1: crunching do I want to be crunched by guy oh yeah
0: <laughs> I would say crunching um,
1: crunching
0: <laughs> anything else
1: uh, I really love this movie. I know you do. It holds a really special place in my heart.
0: I know it does. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you could share it with me. Uh, this was definitely unexpected.
1: I feel like this is going to come back to bite me. You're going to make me watch something. Well, I mean, you already did make me watch something terrible this week, but.
0: <laughs> but it's erased.
1: Maybe we'll actually make it through something I hate. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever
0: deleted a movie of yours? Have I ever been like, no
1: um yes halloween 3 season of the
0: witch yeah that was bad um okay
1: Eh, some would say
0: all right guys well thank you for joining us this week on the boot if you like this episode please tune in next week for another great movie that we have in store for you please check out our other episodes please subscribe please rate wherever you get your podcast kenna where would those places be
1: you can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get podcasts. You can find us on social media at The Boot Podcast on Twitter and at Boot Podcast on Instagram. You can find us individually because Brian is not Rufus.
0: I'm at Flimby
1: <laughs> and at Kimish right.
0: Okay, guys. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. That was just like Carrie. I thought she was gonna kill us all. all. All right, you guys. Go Rams.